Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Hidden Opportunity Podcast. I'm Trevor Jackson, and I'm with your host. Jordan, the warrior manager, partner of the warrior capital. And before we get started, we got to make sure that we don't get sued. Go ahead, brother. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. Any financial information you get in today's episode, or just in general with the podcast, please do not regard it as direct financial advice or solicitation in any manner. If you're looking for direct financial advice, please contact your financial professional. Reach out to us at Awoya Capital or info at awoyacapital.com, and we'll take care of you. What we have today, brother? So, man, listen. I'm getting a lot of questions that I don't have the answer to. Well, no, not questions. It's my question. Right? I'm going to throw some fake numbers out there, but I need your help. Some right. round, I'm going to give you some real straightforward round numbers. Maybe you can help out some people. Lately, I've been buying a lot. Not clothes. Not things for the podcast. You bought some things. We appreciate you. Oh, a couple, but uh, not, not much. Really you know what I splurged on, Jay? You know it, me, you know. No, no. Food. Yes, sir. I just go out and buy food. Have food at the house. People like eat at the house. I'll do that, too. <laughs> I'll do that, too. But you're going to buy this food I'm going to buy the food outside, okay, okay, too. Okay, okay, okay. So, hold on. Let me check the levels of the mics. I don't have my headphones in. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> so, so, you know, Jay, I buy food. I do. I buy food. Hey, man. I buy food inside. I buy food outside. I buy food far outside. I buy food. Order I food. Just buy, I just Eddie. buy food. <laughs> Yesterday I made food and Ice then I cream. bought food. <laughs> Dessert. I just buy food. Right. I, I got it. You All know, right. that's why I'm, I'm looking a little heavy your, on camera. Is that your equivalent just, to brunch? Like, you know, I, I love brunch. Listen, I, bro, I like <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner. I like breakfast, brunch, lunch, <laughs> dinner. First dinner. The, I love it all. <laughs> Free dinner. So, and post I, so, so, this, I, I said, Trev, listen, I got some new bills coming. I said, listen, <laughs> brother, you know, I gotta, I have tighten to up, budget. I have to tighten my belt. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, I don't want to, but I'm going to. I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a lifelong battle with me and food. I cannot buy clothes. As, as most people. Most I, people. I'm a little excessive. No, it's it's you'll be surprised. Ironic. Food is always the biggest, but food and going out. But no one cooks. Depending no the lifestyle. No one cooks no more. And, and then it's again, just, it's just like tough. Like, how am I gonna cook? Life is too convenient. You can convenient, order from but every life is single too app. fast. And that too. Because life has been working nine, ten, twelve, fourteen we hours. Do an episode a day. on that. Not what? to deviate on a tangent. But <clears throat> that's how much faster today's society is and how that's totally well, that's, different. You know I lived in Oklahoma for five years. And this episode's you know, about budgeting. We get, we got you. Yeah. When I, when I was when I was living in Oklahoma, it was just slow. The pace pace of life was slow, mm-hmm. and it was it was like the days went by. How the how it went by when you were a kid. The day was the day. Mm-hmm. Out and when you came, when I came back to New York, the day was. It's like you wake up, you go to sleep. You wake up, you go to sleep, and you're like, what happened in between? Seriously, and you though. just hope you're making progress. Yes, but, that's it. but so. Let's say, let's say you're making, let's say you're doing well for yourself. Let's say you're doing all right. Let's say you're making $5,000 a month. 60K a year. Yep. That is your, let's say you're making 60K a year. That's your net, right? Woo, look at me. Hey, brother. Look at me. Net means after. So net is before they take, no? 
that. You can, you can no, after, me. after. Net is net is after after taxes. After gross, taxes. gross is gross before. is everything you make, right? Everything. All right. So and gross. then you hit then you hit taxes, and then after taxes is net. So gross is the ugh number, like yeah. damn, positive way. If you want to do formula, gross minus taxes, expenses, whatever equals net. net. Okay. Preach it. Say it one more time. Hey. Gross minus taxes. And forget all the other stuff for simplicity. Gross minus taxes equals net income. Gross income minus taxes equals net income. Okay, bet. So let's say after taxes in New York, if you're making 60 k a year, what is that? After taxes, uh, if you're in the 60 k you might be around the 21% tax bracket plus state tax plus FICA. You'll, you'll lose easily about 35%, especially... Not lose, but in terms of deductions, taxes, everything along those lines. So, your your five thousand immediately. Let's say I I would discount that to about thirty seven hundred a month. Okay, so that's not bad. That's not that's not that's not at all. Ten percent, yeah, right? You sixty, you lose six k, whatever. It so is. of that thirty seven hundred a month, about mm-hmm. roundabouts, thirty. Let's say thirty five. Thirty five. Let's say more. say thirty five a month. You're living in New York. You you probably you got it. That's crazy, bro. That's the part about all this that's crazy. So if you're making thirty five hundred dollars a month in any other state, that's like a, you're uh, living Prince, well, not, a Prince. Not, not any other state, but most states. most other states. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. New Mexico. Shout if you're out making, to those guys. If you're making sixty k in, in Oklahoma, you're you have nothing to worry about the like rest Dan of your Blitzerin. life. My God, good lord. But anyway, so yeah, let's say you're making sixty k a year. That that net is thirty five hundred to be on the safe side a month, after taxes. So that's your net. Okay, cool. You're in New York, so your you, your rent is anywhere between eighteen hundred to shit, four thousand dollars. Yeah, but let's say average average would be around two thousand, pending Long Island, pending the city. Ah, that's that's tough. I'm sorry. Nah, yeah, I, it could be twenty five hundred to three thousand. Actually, yeah, more realistic. So if, that's and, tough. So real, really quick, just to <laughs> add context. No, just that's... to add context. NYC specifically, and New York is you know. But anybody, hopefully, we have some some listeners outside the New, uh, East Coast. You have NYC. You hear about those five boroughs. New York City, in particular, is where you're going to notice that ridiculous number twenty five, thirty five hundred, four thousand for a box. But if you have like the outskirts, you have some parts of like Long Island, Jersey, which, you know, during the 2020 pandemic, you saw those prices go crazy because, again, it, it made more sense to to go outside of Long Island. So in regards to, to, to the numbers, 2000 would be okay in terms of like the outskirts, maybe further out Long Island or oh, Jersey. Yeah. Jersey. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to so get a good deal. You'll get a great deal. Yeah, but if you're Imagine gonna... if, if you're in the New York area and you're paying – Eighteen hundred dollars a month on rent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like let's say two thousand twenty two hundred all together for everything, you you're winning. You're doing very well. You're doing very well. And then, but you just don't see that. But the thing is also the the, the context of that space because that space in NYC you don't have much space at all. So now you'll notice like. Those people, nine times out of ten, that lifestyle, since they're saving money in a regard, right, have a small, 
that money still kind of goes out because you're in the the heart of the city, which means that you most likely do not have a car, which means that your Lyft or Uber bill is out of this world. If you're doing Lyft and Uber automatically, what is the next click over? Uber Eats. So your ordering bill is out of this world. The next thing is brunches. So nine times out of ten, I've noticed, and being an advisor for as long as I've been in, HQ'd at NYC for as long as we were, that lifestyle always, always correlates to people spending way more money on the things that you talk about, food, but even everything along those lines. And it's always the same age group. It's, it's, it's the post-college, maybe three, four years out of college once you start to get past that uh, intern level-ish first. Then you get to 60K, maybe 80K, and eight out of ten times that money goes out the window because the same thing you're talking and about. You, with you, like, you think that... In the United States, if someone's making eighty thousand dollars, that's a good salary. They're doing very well because yeah, but here it's just not. It's not going to sustain. In New York, it sucks, but yeah. but it doesn't. But but it no, does it not. Doesn't. It in doesn't. The, in, the, in the big scheme of things, it if, doesn't. If, and one of the biggest thing things that I don't think financial people speak about enough is marriage. Anyway, oh, let's talk about it. But marriage and the effect of having kids so early, because again, if you had eighty k in New York and and you did not have to take care of a child. You will be okay. Yeah. That, but again, when you start to factor in the cost of growing, the cost of life, the cost of, of expansion, and when I say expansion, uh, bringing on a partner, having kids, all that, then 80K in New York doesn't stretch. But if, if you lived, a, 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 if you were a, a single person. Yeah, um, but look at what we got to do. Or even married. Not, not, not many people are living like that. What do you I, mean? Above the age of 25. Not many people are living. Single, no kids. You're basically we're we're cutting it down. Let's cut and dry. Yo, be single, <laughs> be single, have no kids, abstinence, live in a box, and yo, you just chill out, B. No, don't I'm eat not, out. <laughs> go straight to work. Go straight home um, and no save your bread. Oh, no, I'm not saying That's that. Tough, family. I'm just trying to put it in context. All right, because. One of the biggest reasons why I like Gary Vee is because even when he's giving you his rah-rah, it's always rooted in realism. And what, yeah. he, what I mean by that is, so one of the biggest reasons I'm a fan of Gary, you know, don't follow your parents, don't do this. He'll say, don't follow your parents, don't do this, don't do that. But if you're taking your parents' money, <laughs> shut, shut up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things like that is, as an advisor, I love to hear that because a lot of times I get people calling me, Asking for their cake and eating it too. Like yeah. they ask you to make miracles happen. So, in regards to to the kids and marriage and and you know living on your own and living single, it has to be rooted in realism. If 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 you want to live a certain quality life, certain lifestyle, especially if it's in NYC, might not be the best thing to have a kid. Bro, so tough. You see, but that's not, why so many people have all these roommates. You see what I'm saying? Like, but but my thing is is is. Have it rooted in real. If you know you like to spend money, do this in a third. It, the, the simple thing for this budgeting thing, if, if, if we had to do what the time stamps and say, what's the point of this pod today, if I could give you the main line. Break down that 3500 how it should be spent, how it shouldn't be spent, and, and what you should do with it. Oh, Trav doesn't want to give it to you. He, he's better at this market. That's why he's here. Um, you probably guys just click off. That's messed up. I see why. He's, that's why I keep him around. So 3500 after the taxes, after all. <laughs> Never been a joke guy. <laughs> I'm like, listen, he's a finance laughing, guy. I'm he's not a funny a, guy. He's never been the joke guy. He's I'm funny been. off camera though. They laugh. My guys, cut it. Anyway, so 3,500. So 
that's net after taxes. In an ideal scenario, let's let's speak about New York, uh, and let's speak about more than likely twenty five to thirty five. So, if 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 you're living in that, I'm, you might have a kid, you might not. I'll, I'll try to try to make it as all encompassing as possible. You, you're usually rent mortgage. Let's talk about the usual, and then we could pivot to like what's ideal because we all see people saying you should save at least twenty percent of how much you make. You should save forty. You, you go to um, Grant Cardone. You should save at least forty percent of what you make. That's not real. It's not real. You know what I mean? But it's a, it's a Grant. Yeah, and that's you know. Grant's an interesting guy. But he's but <laughs> he's an interesting guy. He Grant's for one type of person. Grant's not for. And I, I'm, we're gonna clip this, and I want it out there. Grant's for one type of person. He's not for everybody. Oh, right. Yeah, because course. his circumstances and the way he did it is different. Just like my man um, Dave Ramsey. Yes. He's not for everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, I'll say Dave is for everybody, but you just have to take what Dave says with a grain nah, of salt. Because Dave have you saving until you're 65. I was going to say, and, but that's, that's my and, only and thing. never is... taking any risk. So uh, there's different <laughs> strokes for different folks. Yeah. So everybody is, you know, the reason why I think you use Gary Vee is because you, Gary Vee is very simple. He's not really talking finance. He's uh -huh. just talking about, listen, if you want it, do it. If you don't want it, shut up about it. It's very simple, and if you want to get exposure, well, put shit out. Yeah, and Market. and that's really what he's, he's always about. one plus one equals two. But nine yeah. times out of ten, everybody kind of does one plus one is eleven. Yeah, no, nah, uh, Gary Vee's a different different cat. And then you got you got so many influences out there, but not every influencer. You can take bits and pieces of it, but with Grant Grant, it's not for everybody. So let's let's break down that thirty five. So. Do me a favor if you guys are watching, we make this interactive. We're not just, you know, here talking for the sake of talking. Take a piece of paper, draw a T chart. On one side you're gonna put income. Net, ideally, you should know what it is by now. On the other side you're gonna put expenses. You're gonna do it on a monthly basis. Monthly is just easier, that's always my go to. At that point you need to start listing. Rent, mortgage, electricity. So everything you pay on a monthly basis. Now, usually what you'll see is rent is is maybe around if thirty five hundred you'll see maybe about fifteen to two thousand right realistically fifteen to twenty five is where you'll see rent is then you'll see everything that comes around it from food expenses transportation living, and the ironic part is the part that really weighs our generation down and the black community and minority communities which we don't speak about enough is student loans and credit card debt. Most of Af African-American wealth, take this number with a grain of salt. I saw, I saw it in passing today, and it, it seemed right, just because, again, I've done this so much, so much budgeting for so much people, especially in our age group. It's some crazy number, like 40% of minority wealth, 40% of minority income is allocated to student loan debt servicing. How could you generate wealth if you always, again, Chugging from behind, you don't pay it back. You, you, you. <laughs> so that's a whole other conversation. I'm gonna just keep it a hundred. Hopefully, with we you. get some forgiveness nah, out here. I feel you, but I wouldn't. This is me, and you tell me if I'm wrong. You're the financial advisor here, you know, wealth manager. I'm not. I, if I if I'm not paying it back. It again. If it, I'm it, paying the interest, but you stay things, what it is. I was gonna say, paying the interest is very yeah, smart. I'm glad you said that. Paying the interest, but so it doesn't then, then you. But, and now there's there's certain programs that. Mortgages are seeing like, all right, bro, 
a whole generation coming up cannot buy a house with these standards. They literally just changed the standards to meet college debt. But at the same time, based on... I'm not going to say don't pay your student loans. That's not what I'm saying. Don't say what, don't <laughs> but say what I am saying is, one, in regards to Trevor's context, you need to understand if that loan is subsidized or unsubsidized. It is a private loan, a government loan, student, Sally, Freddie, whoever it is, whatever he's maze, you need to know that because that has to do with your credit report. That's going to be how you get hit, so on and so forth. So if you're going to, Dibble and dabble on that line. Know who you owe. <laughs> know who money. They come for you now. The government not playing. But the point of me bringing that up is in the in the early stages, like even for myself, you could do like an income-based repayment, right? There's certain levels of repayment. And then pending the industry that you work in, if you work in healthcare, if you work in social work and you work in a non-for-profit capacity, you can have your loan forgiven if you work at a, a particular non-for-profit 501c3 for an extended period of time. Mm. If you work for a particular hospital for an extended period of time. So now you'll get your income and year over year, you know, your student loan will be pretty much getting reduced till that, let's say it's usually I've always heard year ten. And at the end of year ten of you with that that company and working in a, a non for profit capacity, whatever the case may be, your student loans get forgiven. So the point is is for for, for new people watching the pod and, and making those decisions and making life-changing decisions because at 18, 19, you're about to take on a quarter million dollars of debt. Like, nobody speaks about that, yeah. that context, right? That You're taking on a mortgage payment, right? And, if, and in particular areas of the country, that's not even a mortgage yeah, payment because you crazy. can get a house for 150. It's crazy how, like, nowadays, you know, 50 is a lot. But that's not, it's not what a lot. we're seeing. So we take we we take that thirty five hundred. That's not a lot. It's not. <laughs> we take the thirty five hundred. Please break all that down. You'll notice that at least thirty percent of it will go to mortgage rent. Um, then the next twenty percent will go to expenses, utilities, things of that nature. The next twenty uh, percent you'll see will go to um, food, eating out, right, going out, things of that nature. And then the next, like, you know, pending the person, right? Then you have children expense right which is one of the most expensive things then you have lifestyle expense everybody has their vice so basically what you're telling me is we need multiple streams of income yeah it's gone before you have it and then again we didn't we didn't we didn't even talk about if you had your 401k contributions yet if you had health (laughs) care yet we didn't speak about if you had long-term care yet we didn't speak about the so my point is is that 3500 when you just looked at look at the average paying patterns and again, I'd even bring the last like ten percent before you said the multiple streams of income is going to be credit card debt and student loan debt, and then you're servicing that, which is probably the twenty percent you should be saving. Okay, so let's make this let's make this do doable for people. Okay, budgeting one on one, make more than you spend. Facts. Facts. No, I Facts. smile because it's that but, simple, but it is that simple. But budgeting one on one, break it down. You got this thirty five hundred dollars. Where should this money be put? Where shouldn't it be put? Go All ahead, right. So bro. in a perfect world, you're trying to, to, to keep your your mandatory expenses at 50%. Right? Mandatory. We know what mandatory expenses are. Maybe we didn't because we shot a couple episodes a couple times. But mandatory expenses are mortgage, food, um, transportation, clothing, so on and so forth. Things that we cannot go without. That's going to be around 50%. Then after that, you're going to look at 
if you you have to pay off loans, that's things of that nature. That's that's natural. Ideally, if you're going to have a, a credit card debt repayment strategy, my personal favorite uh, repayment strategy is tackling the debt with the highest APR. APR is annual percentage rate. Why is that? Because that 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 rat race they try to keep you on is based off the APR. The higher the APR, the longer you're paying it back. Well, keep it keep it focused based just All on right, the boom. Budget. Sorry, we're gonna get so we, so so anyway. Podcast. So uh, we're listen, talk about that. So 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 part. Um, you're gonna pay off the the credit cards, the debts, and everything like that. And that's your mandatory. That, no, that's that's remember, that's like credit cards, debts. Yeah, Ideally, yeah. you don't want that to be over ten uh, percent. And I'll talk about why you don't want to keep that over because you need to, you don't want all your surplus of cash going to just debt. Because okay. you'll never build up your emergency reserves. Okay. So the next part is bare bone minimum. I want you guys saving at least 10%. Um, and I say at least just again, we have to be realistic because life is life. People aren't making a lot of money. Average is about 20%. And if you could save or invest, save slash invest north of 20%, at that point, I call it golden. Right. Now, we have 50% to mandatory expenses, about 10% to, you know, debt, credit card utilizations, things of that nature. Ideally, about 20% for um, savings and, and reinvesting. So at that point, we're at 80% now. Then you'll notice the surplus, right? And what I mean by the surplus is that last 20% is just everybody's life is different, right? That's usually what you'll see people out ordering out or taking care of kids oh, or vacations. That's, that's, that's the... That's the bleep it money. That's the, you see what I'm saying? And, and if that's you have it, if you have it, because again, that 50% of, 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 of uh, mandatory expenses is usually 75%. Now it's you usually broke, 100%. You yeah. broke down, budgeting down into two things. Just, uh, mandatory? Discretionary. Okay. Mandatory and discretionary. So mandatory is what we, we know, what we need. Discretionary are the things that we do not need, right? So we, we don't need Netflix. We don't need Hulu. Right, we we don't necessarily you need. Speak for yourself. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. You, you are spitting. You know what I mean? Devil's we, we, <laughs> words we in these we, microphones. We don't, we don't need as much brunches, right? We don't need designer clothes. So these Your are the nice. things. That's brunch on Sunday. Hey, man. Sounds King tough. Talk. Right. Come so on now talk to. Hey, me. man. Well, that, was, that was a good album right there. Yeah, shout out to Nas. That was an amazing album, brother. Um, but you, you, these are the things that you do not need. Of course, it, it might be calling your name in the summertime. It's outside. Winter time. I was nah, the summer was, was scary, and not even for us. We talk about it off camera. People are outside. Yeah, I think people are outside, and they're but spending I think got every a dollar. Recently. Nah, but they're, what I mean, I was people are spending every dollar that they might yeah. have saved in twenty twenty. Like yeah. people, whatever you had. When I say, I don't, even, I don't go out like that, but I still have offers and people calling me to be out Thursday to Sunday every single weekend. Yeah. Anyway, we it's, fact. it's crazy. But it's that's a discretionary aspect. So you need to look yourself in the mirror and start to understand when you break down this budget, how much of your money is disc- how much of your expenses, my apologies, is discretionary or mandatory. And a lot of times if you do not have a kid, if you're lucky enough to have parents or a support system around you, just those two things alone, eighty percent of your expenses are going to be discretionary, which means that you're messing off money. You just you're just doing what you want because you're in that position. That's the time to get ahead. But if you have a child, if you have to pay, you know, rent, mortgage, then you'll start to see that balance out. And excuse me. So and if you have a form real quick, just to, to, to jump off this budgeting thing, it's a left. It's a deviation, but it's here. 
the reason why a 401k is so relevant to people is because outside of a home, if you're lucky enough to purchase one, it's the only forced savings tool, investing tool, I should say, right? Mm-hmm. When people put a 401k on, it's automatic. Mm-hmm. As, 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 as a plan administrator of a 401k, which means that I, I could create 401ks for major companies, right? So I could create a 401k for a company with, you know, three, 400 people, let's mm-hmm. say Apple, right? When we build these plans... Nine times out of ten, the CEO, the founder of the company is going to say, I want an automatic enrollment, meaning that a person has to literally check a box to opt out because humans by nature are creatures of habit. So if you put it in form, you know, object at rest wants to stay at rest. Object in motion wants to stay in motion. So it's been tremendous study that said if you do it for the person, they'll just keep it going. So if you start off saying, hey, listen, you come into this 401k company, you have to put away 5% and it increases year over year. There's studies that show people who've done that and people who never did it, and 11 out of 10 times, that person's net worth is 10 million times higher just because it just was like out of sight, out of mind. So the point of me telling you that is with this budget conversation, take the 401k concept and just reapply it. I reapply that same 401k concept where money automatically comes out to my savings. Oh, okay, okay. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Money automated. O- automated. I'm not, I'm not, why? You automate your bills, pay you first. We hear this this thing over and over to the point where I don't even like saying it because it's kind of redundant. So then whatever's left, you know what it's for. It, one of my, one of my, shout out to one of the few guys that showed me a ridiculous love when I first started out in the business. He did, he sat down with some clients. He messed me up, right? We was doing a budget process, right? And anyway, long story short on this is that what's the normal budgeting process? When somebody comes to me, Easy math. Let's say they have $10,000 worth of debt. They have $1,000 left over every month. Hey, take your $1,000. Cut everything. Do this. Do that. Cut it all. And in 10 months, you take that $1,000 you have left over. In 10 months, you're out of debt. But what's the problem with that? Is that life is life. Mm-hmm. And at month 9 or at month 18, or at mo- something's going to happen. And what you some <laughs> Something's life. It's life. Just, it's yeah. like, yo, what, is, what, what do they say? Uh, bad happen in threes? So the point is, is yeah. that you're always running this race. Life will life. Right? Like, that's a good line. Life Robbing Peter life. to pay Paul. Yeah. So what if, right? What if you, instead of paying it off in 10 months, you pay it off in 20? Double the time. Yeah. Right? The reason you do that, you're like, why would I do that? Well, because instead of putting all your money to paying this debt, you split that in half, and while you're paying off this debt, you're building up an emergency reserve. Mm-hmm. So when you pay this debt, you're getting out of the race one time and one time only. Mm-hmm. So now, when life lifes, mm-hmm. I'm going to steal that, when life's lifes, and at, you know whatever that time is, and you have to go to, to, to fix your alternator, your, your, your engine, instead of going back to that same credit card that puts you in the cycle... You could go to yourself. Yeah. You go to your emergency reserves. Yeah. And again, if you have to lean on the credit card, that's what it's there for. But again, you won't put yourself in stifling credit card debt yeah, yeah. anymore. Budgeting one on one. That was that's a pod. That was a good one. That was a pod. You brought it home. Because we were everywhere for a second, but you I brought it you home. Guys. I got you guys. We need to we need to we need to go half on a on a rental property, by the way. Absolutely. Maybe like Pennsylvania or something. Yeah, somewhere in the sticks. Yeah. Detroit. Too far, okay. Too to be and the reason we can drive. I was gonna say, why is that? Try to give the people the knowledge. Well, so we know someone's messing something up, or somebody's trying to break in. Unless you have contacts in that state, or you're able to drive yeah. to that state, 
Yeah, I, I, it's, it's tough yeah. to buy rental property. You could do it, of well, course. You I, see I, a I, lot of success we should, stories. We should do it in like like PA or <coughs> or the sticks in Jersey or sticks in Pennsylvania or, or upstate where our boy uh, Life of the Party used to live. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some some we can get into for relatively cheap. But anyway, um, this budgeting conversation. I want to keep on having. What's the What's the next step to budgeting? After budgeting? I would say no, it's... Like, so this is budgeting one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you take it from here? Mm. Like, where would you go? What, what's like the, the next episode or the next topic? Yeah, or what's like the that? evolved version of editing? I mean, editing. Uh, budgeting. budgeting. Cash flow. That has to do with budgeting? Yeah, cash flow and budgeting is one and the same. Cash flow is just a, a little bit more of a more sophisticated term. But so that's our next one, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We're going to go to cash flow. Uh, but cash flow is going to be about integrating like your business entrepreneurship aspect. Because a lot of times, when you start to talk about valuing a, ca- a company or valuing a stock, mm-hmm. the first place we're looking at is, is that free cash flow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So a lot of us nowadays so that... So why are you going to give them this before the next episode? That's what he's We're here for. Do cash flow the next Don't let episode. me talk finance, man. We're That's do what cash my man. Flow. That's what Jack is here We're for. Go, I We're going to cash flow people. the next episode. We can't I love give you guys him, too much, man. Everything. I love finance but too to, much. To be honest, I think the one thing that y'all should take away from this: eighty k in New York is phenomenal, but it ain't enough. And you need another source of income. You, and control, I want to st- go ahead. No, keep going. I was going to say con- just control control yourself. Like if you're lucky enough to make eighty k, sixty k. When I say control yourself, have some some type of accountability. That's, a, that's another part in and of itself because uh, the social media got us messed up. Big time. Thinking that 80K ain't, ain't a good salary. Big thinking time. That, thinking that because we got all this conversation about high value man and all this stuff that's going on that we won't get into on this pod um, right now. But 80K, to me, when you start playing in that 16 up range and you creep you keep increasing your human value, you're going to get in that six figures, that 120, 140, you will. Mm -hmm. Now, you might have to increase your human value enough to where you can run your own company. And when I say run your own company, I think a lot of people have it messed up as to where they believe run their own company means I have to run Apple. Yeah, that's no, <laughs> I mean run your own company to where person, exactly so where you can make the money you were making in your nine to five by yourself. You you and know ten people that. teams, ten person teams making over fifty million dollars. I, I think ten person teams are a lot. No, I'm just trying to put it in no, context. Like people put, don't realize put it in perspective. Like ten people, ten people is a lot. It's normal if for you can fifty do it with million dollar four to five people of max, like quality, like quality, quality people and. Then invest. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was watching this this guy on Instagram. Shout out to I think his name is Nine to Five Millionaire. I don't know his real name, but he he kept his job. So he was just like having the discipline to double in your in your personal life mm-hmm. to double your salary in your side hustle, yep. and still have your job, yep, yep, and not it, increase your expenses and not increase your expenses. That's what happens. Yep, and then yep. to double down in investments. He was just like, bro. I'm, I, I believe, I believe that for a period of time, where he still has his nine to five, and he's still on the side, is doubling his his bread. And you know, social media is huge, but 
we we'll know that jump into that. We, we you know <laughs> with this podcast we we have to get out of our comfort zone of not of not utilizing Preach. it. We might have Preach. to get on TikTok and do a couple of couple went point up in the air a couple times to a couple of different places. Not fast. Listen, <laughs> hey, hey I, brother. I don't say that in a bad way. I'm just you know, like you say, get out of our comfort zone. Even the pod was a stretch, to be honest. Well the, the it's it, it's amazing it's time consuming. Yeah, the right? pod was a stretch. We would have had one a couple of years ago if it wasn't. Well, that's we had this conversation mm-hmm. and the podcast is going to come out. But the reason why we don't have one is because, you know, I mean, we shot the first episode fine. for a year, but you was at a company. <laughs> we shot the first episode a year ago three times, but you, yeah, times. <laughs> but you were you were at a company but that the financial was, industry does that, and I think this is really cool because you're getting a jump. Well, for myself, yourself, we're definitely getting a jump start. Because the floodgates will open, and you'll see a lot more people. And we already have, speaking about financial literacy, but a lot of these guys are not qualified. I think you'll see a regulation change eventually where if you speak about anything financial, you have to have some type of accreditation. And the biggest thing I want everybody to know why we did this, even myself, is really much to educate, of course, but starts to notice everywhere you turn, somebody's a financial guru. Yeah. And when I fact check you, and I and again, I'm in the industry. I have my own firm. You can look us up. Regulations. You can look people up in your systems. You can, yeah, the systems we have, the access I have as a as a practicing wealth manager at very very high level. They they don't have, they have no accreditations, no licensing, and that's what caused the 2008 crisis. That was that's yeah. what caused it because because people are putting money into these yeah. bubble into these products that yeah, have no 100%, 100%. backing, and 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 it's very interesting how new financial tools just start to pop up, new financial instruments. You know what I mean? That nobody. So so my point is is with this pod, again we're gonna have fun and and I'll try to throw a corny joke in there too. But this is real financial you know advice. Nah, I'm lying because it's not financial advice. This is real financial content. This is real financial, yeah, it's content. financial content. It's real financial content. So, guys, you know, we love you. Be very conscious of the financial content you consume. So, a lot of times in life, we search for bread, we search for money, we search for all these things. We search, how am I going to make more money? How am I going to, okay, but for right now, today, in this moment in time, write your plan down to make more money, figure out your budget. But a lot of times, figuring out that budget is the hidden opportunity to get to where you need. I don't know what episode this is. I don't know when it's coming out. We have no clue. This is the best time. If you listen, we have no clue. Peace.